Let's all sing with our different voices. ago we celebrated Pastor Hanks 37 years of service here at Salem and I had the opportunity to record Deacon Bailey over at Heritage Hall at the timeline and there was a picture on the wall with me standing in the old sanctuary with, with Milton 
And I looked at the picture and I looked back and I said, good God Almighty. I was looking so timid, looking so scared, so fragile. But on that day, God answered my prayer. Gave me a place where I could come and get to know God a little bit much better than I did at that time. And I'm grateful to be under his leadership for 37 years. To God be the glory. 30, how many? Well, I'm here with y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. However long I've been here, I've been here with him. <laughs> to God be the glory. <laughs> I know it's a long time. And to God, we give God all the honor and the praise today for that. I want to bring your attention to the scriptures in 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter, beginning at verse 1. Amen. And it reads, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preach unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand, by which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I preach unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. For I deliver unto you first of all that which also I receive. How that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. And he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. May the Lord bless these words in your hearing. A thought today, according to the scriptures, according to the scriptures. The Bible is full of many scriptures that we can use today as a way of showing how good God is in our lives. And in the Bible, there are 66 books in the Bible. And it was God's purpose to perpetuate his revealed will into these words. From time to time, he raised up men to commit to writing an infallible record, the revelation he gave. The scriptures are important because they tell us all we need to know about Jesus. Without the scriptures, we would not know almost nothing about Jesus. But it is the Bible that gives us detailed information about who Jesus is, why he was born, why he died, how he rose again, and where he went. What are the benefits of reading the Bible daily? Well, you become a warrior. Reading the Bible daily makes you a warrior for yourself, your marriage, and your family. You receive peace. You get a little wiser. You model something for your children. You become soft and strong as a woman. You become a confidant of God. You become a better listener. 
and God becomes real. Have mercy, Lord. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. The scriptures, a collection of sacred writing, was thus enlarged from time to time as God saw necessary. Hallelujah. The first book is Genesis. The last book is Revelation. You must have a starting place in order to have an ending. The scripture starts with, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the journey begins from the beginning of time, God and man. We know the story about how God created the earth. We know the story how God created man. We know the story about the sin in the garden. The only reason we know that story is because it's written in the book of Genesis. The word of God written so that we can declare the good news. And today, we sure enough can use some good news. Even Jesus said, man cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And therefore, we can identify with Paul today as he shared with us that he always preached the same gospel and taught the same truth. Paul's story is a wonderful story about who he was, a Jew first, and then he was also known as a Hebrew. Now, Paul's dilemma was that he was trained as a Pharisee, and as a Pharisee, he had some ideologies that was all instilling him that he felt he had to commit to in order to carry out what he believed was his God-given talent. And that's how we are sometimes, brothers and sisters. In the beginning, we get all tangled up with certain things of this life that we live, not understanding that until we see Jesus, there ain't nothing going to change because we're going to still be in some routines that are not habit-forming, that will cause us to do things that don't even look like the word tells us to look. And so, my brothers and sisters, when you look at Paul, he's going out to try to do something against the church. And at that time, he thought he was doing what he was supposed to do. And just like us, sometimes we get doing what we're supposed to do. But then God steps in. And when God steps in, he does something that is so unprofound, so uncommon, so brand new, we don't know what to do with it. And then what Paul did, he took the time to go by Ananias' house and learn about what God had done instrumental in his heart. He didn't go out making a changes based on what he felt or based on what he didn't understand or based upon his emotion. He didn't do none of that. He went to Ananias' house took time, not no one day, not no two days. It took three years before he even began 
to speak for God. Brothers and sisters, we would do well when God do a reset. And that's what God did in Paul's life. He did a reset. He reset everything in his mind, his heart, his soul, so he could fully grasp the power that God had placed on his life. And brothers, let me tell you, I, I work with computers. I've been working with computers for 30 some years. And we started with DOS 622. And, and, and then we went to Windows 3.1. And then we went to Windows 95. And then we went to Windows 8. Went to Windows 10. Went to all of it to now we Windows 10. But guess what? Every time you get a computer, it starts acting up. You got to sometimes reset the computer. You got to take it from the power and unplug that thing in order for it to re reset itself. Well, in 2020, we got a reset that came to us. God sent a pandemic to help us understand that he is God and none other. In order for man to see that we need a reset according to the way he wants us to live. We can't continue to keep doing the same thing, doing the same way, and then God don't get no glory out of what we do. So Paul says, I declare unto you the gospel which I preach and have received wherein. I stand. So Paul is telling us by his own example that the gospel is what we stand on no matter what. Well, preacher, we hear you. I understand, brothers and sisters, but saints and sinners, believers and non-believers, we cannot afford to be at ease in Zion. We have to be diligent. We have to be ready to be available to tell somebody about the goodness of Jesus and all that he has done for us. We talk about everything. We let everybody know everything about everything on Facebook. We got all kind of news on Facebook, this foot Twitter, and all the other stuff out there. But how many times have you ever said to yourself, if the people hear what you're posting, are they seriously receiving what you have posted on these devices that we use today, these tools? But brothers and sisters, if you don't put it out there, you will never know. It's just like when pastor get them rods and he go fishing out there on them waters. He throwing a bait out there hoping a fish going to get it. Sometimes they hit it. Sometimes they don't hit it. But when they hit it, there's a blessing in the catch. So if you throw something out there, God going to get the blessing because now someone has received what you have cast out. So my brothers and sisters, it's so important that we declare the good news today. Let everybody know about who Jesus really is. See, Paul preached unto the Corinthian church the facts about the Savior. He also stated that the church received what he said and now stands on. But in verse 2, it states that what Paul stands on is why we are saved with a clause if you keep in memory what he has preached unless it will be all for nothing. If you keep in memory 
what you have heard in your ears. Brothers and sisters, it is so important that we understand that key clause right there, that clause, if. That's in your book, right? It says, if changes the approach to the text. Just as we know God has given us the free will to accept or not, here grace is given to us one more time. But imagine now, we have Sunday school, praise God for online. We have Bible study, praise God for online. Nobody got to leave their house to get to study. Nobody got to ride down and go to their job and try to rush to the building to get to study. God done made it away so much now that we can put the time in to get it in our heads so that we can do this thing. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I will not sin against God. Thy word is a lamp unto thy feet and a light unto thy pathway. The scripture says, in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father. Full of grace and truth. He was in the world. And the world was made by him. And the world knew him not. He came unto his own. And his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. What a mighty God. We say, don't get shaken because they don't hear you. Don't get confused because they don't hear you. Don't get lathered up and get all emotion because they're not receiving what you say. They're not, they rejected God and wanted a king. You, that's rejection, and, and all of us going to be rejected, but that's no harm in being rejected. Just know that the peace that surpasses all understanding is in God. You can trust and believe that God will get his glory. One way or the other, it don't matter how you look at it, God will get his glory. But we got to maintain our integrity and tell somebody about the goodness of Jesus and all that he has done for us. You see, my brothers and sisters, Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. He died because he knew we needed a lifeline. He knew that we was going to be struggling. Even now, in this day and time, we're going to be going, trying to figure out what's next. Well, the only thing that is next is I and I be lifted up from the earth. I'll draw all men unto me. That's the next thing to do. And if I, and if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men. How to reach the masses. Men of every birth, for an answer, Jesus gave the key. He said, if I, and if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. 
How do you lift him up? You lift him up by the fact that you know he died on a cross. They nailed him in his hands, nailed him in his feet. But that's not how the story ends. He was buried in a tomb. But early Sunday morning, that's according to the scripture, he got up with all power in his hand, no matter what the situation may be. He got up. You don't have to know. Just go and check the grave. Ain't nobody there. Because according to the scripture, he told his disciples, I'm going to get up in three days. And when I get up, I'm going to my father to be an intercessor for you and to me. Now, brothers and sisters, those outside there who can hear the sound of my voice, just know that if it had not been for the Lord on our side, where will we be? But it's by his grace that when we received his son, he made a, gave us a right to the tree of life. And because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know, because I know that my Redeemer lives. He lives deep down in my soul. What a mighty God we serve today. Angels bow before him. Heaven adore him. What a mighty God we serve. We thank you, Lord, for your word. Your word that you gave us a long time ago. May that word now enlighten you and cause you to know more about who, his, who he really is. God sent his son, they called him Jesus, he came to love, heal and forgive, he came and died. To buy my pardon An empty grave Is there to prove My Savior lives Because The living 
because he lives. This is the invitation to discipleship. That every time the gospel is preached, God is calling somebody to himself. That Paul said that I received it, uh, but it came according to the scriptures. And it makes me happy because Paul had no New Testament when he was saying that. He only had an old covenant relationship that he said that Jesus would be the second Adam. He said that Jesus would be Abraham. He was Isaac's ram in the bush. That Jesus met Jacob one day and he called him to himself. Jesus from the Old Testament, Paul said. And that is our witness today that we have him who has come. He has suffered. He has bled and he has died. And he's done it to pardon you today. So that if there's anybody, if you would rest on your feet inside, if there's anybody in the world, anybody in out there who now comes to choose Jesus, the Bible simply says, believe on the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. That he died, but he's not dead, and he is right now at the right hand of the Father, pleading the case for those whom he loved. We now ask that you would come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Give your life to him. Wherever you are, confess that he died and he rose from the grave because he lived. Oh yeah, all, all fear, if you would, somebody come, is gone. Oh, be, because I, I know. worth living living because Jesus live let us pray Lord now we come we come thanking you that is in the word of God that we have our salvation that a long time ago you wrote down with your own hand through the ministry of the Holy Spirit, using men and women to write down your testimony. For we know the Bible is not about us, it is about you. It is the revelation of God to us. And God, you came down and wrote this down as your story. But Lord, we thank you for what you have inscripturated. But then because of your love for us what you took you took the inscripturated word and incarnated it in the man jesus christ and he showed us that the word of god is living and is active and lord he 
came into this world seeking and to save those who were lost and then he died for the sin of this world but not only did he die he didn't stay dead early Sunday morning the God that we serve got up with all power in his hand power to change your life power to raise you up power to take away sickness power over death and the grave power that when he comes back all things will be made unto him. Lord, we thank you. Now we pray for those who have accepted you, Lord. We thank you for the soul that was baptized on today, showing his public annunciation into the family of God. We thank you, Lord. We praise you and we lift you up. Lord, even now in our prayers, we thank you because Jesus lives, you have overcome death. That even those who have gone on to be with you, because you died, you will raise them up. Lord, we pray right now for those who are sick among us. We lift the name of Brother Kirkland Bro right now. That God is still in the blessing business. That even when you're sick, God is still a healer. He is still our rock in a weary land, shelter in the time of storm. Lord, we thank you and we bless you. Lord, we praise you for the word that has come on today, for the testimony of God in the gospel according to the very scripture of God pray for those right now Lord who have accepted you we pray for those right now who have given their lives to you wherever they may be we ask that you bless them and they find somewhere to now join themselves to a body of, of, your, of believers where they can live out the very faith that they confess and we know again that life is worth living that even in a pandemic it's still worth living that even when we lost our job it's still worth living that even when we lost loved ones it's still worth living because he got up from the grave it's worth living and one day the same Lord who got up is coming back to receive us unto himself in the name of Jesus we pray and ask every blessing. And the children of God said, Amen. 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 Why don't we bless the Lord in this house? Why don't we bless the Lord in this house? We, we are grateful to God for his spirit. We're grateful to God for his word. And we thank Reverend Atkinson for allowing the Lord to use him today to bring us what thus said the Lord. Now, Reverend Atkinson would not have had any way of knowing this morning, I was in Gainesville uh, to preach an ordination service. They had an early ordination for our niece, our niece Gary, my sister's 
middle child uh, and it invited me to come and do the ordination message and this morning I preached from 1 Corinthians 15 <laughs> and he would have had no idea that that was doing but by the grace of God I am what I am uh, it's, it's in there you just keep reading it's so I thank him I thank the Holy Ghost for what he is doing I went this morning and Pastor Whitehead had prepared to ordain our niece this morning and uh, as it would happen uh, the Lord came and got her last night during the night she went home to be with the Lord he decided he wanted to go ahead and finish the service anyway so we went ahead and did the service this morning so you all be in prayer with our family once again uh, with my sister's middle daughter who been called to preach and who was going to be ordained today but I thank God today she's resting she's resting with the Lord she, last thing she said to me on yesterday went by the, we went by to see her yesterday and we were talking about the ordination and that her pastor had asked me to come and preach she says I'll be there and I had this strange sensation this morning uh, that somehow she was there her spirit was all in the place. And so just pray for her and all of those sisters and her children. Just pray that you'll just, that God will just give them comfort during this time. We continue to lift Brother Bro, Brother Bo. We got you. We got you. God's, God's, God's got this. Uh, so happy to see Reverend Bush, Pastor Bush. Just so good to see you out and Adam again. I'm not going to tell you to take it easy because I know you got a whole committee over here <laughs> that's making you take it easy. So I don't, I'm not going to say a word. I know what that, I know how that goes. Um, I do want to, before we leave, I, I want to thank God. Just thank God for Kevin. Oh, bless the Lord for Kevin today. Amen, amen, amen. You all, you all keep your eye tuned to that young man. He's going some places. <laughs> And he's going to do some wonderful, do some wonderful things. I do want, before I leave, tomorrow is my son's birthday. Pastor Jason Haynes, I, he's got another birthday coming up tomorrow. And I just thank God for that. Amen. Y'all bless the Lord with me. Amen. Amen. Again, thank everybody. Thank you all. We are beginning to work on some plans, trying to get logistics together so that uh, we all can't come at one time, but we're trying to logistically figure out how we can just sort of open the doors so we can begin to come back slowly. We, you'll be hearing more about it and be seeing it online and we'll be making announcements, uh, but we are just watching, watching the, uh, we, we believe in science. <laughs> we believe in it and we are not gonna do anything quick, but we are trying to find a way that more of us can be together. God be with you till we meet again.
with you. of God, the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide with us now, henceforth, and forevermore. Let us all say, several ways to submit your tithe and offering. Online at www.thechurchwithzeal.org slash give. On Cash App at dollar sign the church with zeal. Via the Givelify app. By mail to Salem Missionary Baptist Church, P.O. Box 817, Lilburn, Georgia 30048 or in person at the church office on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. It's not necessary to wait until Sunday to give. Online, Givelify, Cash App, or mail-in contributions may be submitted on any day of the week. Thank you for your continued support of the ministry at Salem Missionary Baptist Church.